the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We get dressed in the morning for the day ahead. We put on a coat if it's cold or rainy outside. We change into appropriate clothing before heading out to work. Clothing is such a normal part of our daily lives. It protects us. It covers us. It may even comfort us. Without clothing, we find ourselves vulnerable, exposed, embarrassed for anyone who might have a wardrobe malfunction. But of course, life wasn't always this way. There was a time when Adam and Eve were both naked and not ashamed. That's life in Genesis 2. No sin, no shame, no guilt, no death, only innocence and perfection, holiness, and no shame. Only a knowledge that everything God created and gave to them was very good. Sadly and tragically, we know that life didn't stay that way. Genesis 3 happened. Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Their eyes were opened. They knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Adam and Eve were exposed, vulnerable, guilty, sinful, dead, and ashamed. That's what sin does. It curves us inward upon ourselves so that like Adam and Eve, we try and hide behind our own fig leaves. Try is sure what we do, but it doesn't work, does it? We try and cover up our gossip or hurtful words by feigning concern or trying to explain, oh, this is what we really meant. We try and cover our greed or lust by saying, well, I'm just getting what rightfully belongs to me anyway. And all I did was take a quick look anyhow. But it never works, does it? The fig leaves couldn't hide Adam and Eve's sin, nor their guilt or shame. Neither can they hide ours. We stand before God like Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, naked and exposed, vulnerable and ashamed. Our sin can only be covered by one thing, not fig leaves, not the best clothing that money can buy us. Sin can only be covered by sacrifice, by blood, by the skin of another that's given for you. We often think that Genesis 3 is the greatest tragedy in Scripture, of, the, of God's great judgment of sin, of Adam and Eve and the curse on the serpent in creation. And that is true. All of that happens there. There is judgment. There is condemnation. There is sin and death and the curse. But Genesis 3 also reveals one of the greatest words of love and acts of love that our Lord does for us sinners. He promises to the serpent, in the form of a curse, that there will be a child that will bruise, his, crush his head. But even after Adam and Eve are disobeyed, after they ate the fruit, after they blamed each other, still the Lord loves them. He covered their nakedness and shame. God clothed them. The Lord made for Adam and his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Their nakedness was covered at the cost of an even deeper nakedness. An animal was laid bare. God sacrificed an innocent animal to cover their shame. And so the first death after the perfect, of garden, perfect garden was given. The first bloodshed happened at the hands of God himself 
so that he could cover their sacrifice by sin. For only this sacrifice, only blood can cover sin. What animal was it? We might wonder. Well, we don't know. Nobody does. But some Christian artists in the Middle Ages and the Reformation painted scenes of the Garden of Eden with a lamb in the midst of it. Maybe you could call it a, a sanctified guess to say that it was an innocent, unblemished lamb that gave its life for Adam and Eve. That points us forward to Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away our sin, too. As Pilate took Jesus from the gospel reading we heard, he flogged him. The soldiers twisted together those crowns of thorns and put them on his head and then arrayed him in purple robes. And they came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, I am bringing you out to him that you may know that I find no guilt in this man. So Jesus came out and he wore those crown of thorns and that purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Behold the Lamb of God who is also a man with skin and blood and flesh who becomes exposed and vulnerable and ashamed for you. Behold the man scourged by the Roman soldiers with their evil whips designed to shred his back, to tear away flesh, to reveal his organs, to expose him for us. Behold the man on whose head the soldiers pressed down a crown of thorns to ridicule him as a madman. Behold the man around whom they draped a dirty purple robe. The man who was nailed to the cross, stripped naked, whose clothes the soldiers divided amongst themselves and gambled away. Behold the God who is naked and exposed and ashamed for you. Jesus bore your sin, your shame. He suffers in our place. Jesus' nakedness answers for Adam and for all of us as he hung on the cross naked and unashamed with nothing to hide, with no sin of his own, only bearing our own. Behold the man who is stripped bare that he might bear our sins. All of them. The ones we try to hide or obscure. The ones we pretend and try to shove away they are not there. The ones that cause us great shame. All of them hang there on this cross, on this man. This God who becomes naked and dies for you. Jesus, the God-man. Behold the man stripped naked that he might clothe you in new skin. The man who will hide you and hide your sin and cover you with his own righteousness. Behold the man who gives you himself to wear. For as many of you are baptized into Christ, Paul declares, you have put on Christ. You are robed and clothed in Christ. In the washing of holy baptism, you are clothed with incomparable perfection in Jesus' own righteousness. Jesus, our new Adam, who covers our sin with his own sacrifice, by his blood shed for you, by his death died for us. All your sin is gone, your guilt removed, your shame covered forever by the blood of Jesus shed for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.